episode of Stepping Into the Light is brought to you by Julia Treats Retreats. Join Julia for her next pilgrimage to Sedona and return to light with grace and ease. Get the details by visiting juliatreat.com. Hello, beautiful. Welcome to Stepping Into the Light with Julia Treat. That's me, your host from juliatreat.com. I hope that you are finding your way on this most beautiful journey called life. This human experience is just so fascinating. And wherever you are on this journey, I can promise you once you get to the other side, on the other side of the lower vibrations of lack and scarcity and fear, and I've been there, believe me, uh, it is beyond my wildest dreams. So I hope that what I have to share with you today will help you stay the course, keep doing the work, the deep diving, soul healing work, and never, ever give up. I have been at rock bottom, losing absolutely everything, my marriage, my health, my business, and I have found my way back to light. And if I can do it, you can too. I set the dates of my next Sedona retreat. They are May 12th through the 18th of this year, 2022. I have been waiting for this. I miss Sedona tremendously. Sedona was the beginning of my healing journey. I'm going to share several stories of what occurred for me in Sedona and several people who went with me. I'm even going to read a chapter from my book, My First Pilgrimage to Sedona. So perhaps you will be able to get an idea of where I was then and where I am now. And again, everything I share today, I hope, will give you hope that you can heal anything and everything. By the way, after hearing this podcast, if you feel that Sedona is calling you, just go to my website, juliatreat.com, and secure your spot. There are still spots open. I was sitting a few days ago creating the journal for my retreaters. And it's funny, I was looking at an old journal that I had created, and Honestly, forgotten how good it was. <laughs> but it was, you know, I was reminiscing. Because I remember sitting and, and creating that journal at that time, which was several years back. And I was like, wow, I mean, this is still relevant now. So I usually keep the uh, introduction, like the welcome letter from the journal, you know, just for retreaters. But I just want to read to you what the... Um, welcome letter is. And as the title of this podcast says, Sedona truly was the beginning of my healing journey. Okay, so here's the welcome. Well, it's um, a little message and then the welcome letter. Let me see, I'm paging through this. Okay. This is a journal for your transformational experience. This journal is dedicated to you as you find your way through this blessed shift. 
I pray our time together will ignite your spirit like never before, that you realize your divinity and that you step fully into your power as the badass light worker that you truly are. It's time to return to light, my friend. Let the miracles begin, and let them begin with you. I love you, your soul sister on the journey, Julia. Now here's the welcome letter that everyone receives. It's time to write a new story, sweet angel, and the time to begin is now. I say you make it a bestseller, and I'll be holding your hand every step of the way. I have found over the years that we can transform quite quickly. It doesn't have to take a long time to change everything. And as long as we believe this to be true, magical things can begin to happen on a daily basis. Miracles can become your new normal. It's time to allow the amazing vortexes of this sacred land to help you heal. It's time to let go. And if you will take the leap into the abyss with me just for these few days, I can promise that your divine transformation will be the most amazing experience of your life. Your heart will hear the sounds of the universe here, and you will begin to tap in to all that has been yours all along. Let your heart lead the way and allow the miracles to unfold. As I was looking over, you know, the journal from past retreats and determining what I wanted to change and tweak, that welcome letter still stands true and exactly, is exactly the message that I want my retreaters to hear. I began to reflect on all of my trips to Sedona, even starting back to my first pilgrimage to Sedona where I went and spent time with my mentor and my soul family. I wrote about it in my book, and I'm going to share that story. And even if you've heard it before, just listen to the words and listen to the storyline, because I hope you can understand where I was at that time and place and where I am now. And just how far I've come in the hopes that you will understand that you have all that you need to do the same. I just didn't know it at the time. I was stuck in my story. And my first trip to Sedona, and even leading up to Sedona, my life began to change in miraculous ways. So I'm going to read this chapter, chapter 7, out of my book, Stepping into the Light, The Miraculous Ways That Our Loved Ones, Angels, and Guides Are Able to Let Us Know They're Near. This is my first pilgrimage to Sedona. My life was definitely not what I had visioned it to be. I was going through a devastating divorce. I had a debilitating illness that no one could diagnose and I had to close my private practice. I had very few friends, and my family was halfway across the country. I felt completely isolated and alone. I cried a lot, 
and I begged the angels to help me. I even changed what I asked for in case it would mean I would receive answers. Instead of asking for miraculous healing, I now found myself asking them to bring me anyone who could help me. Please, angels, bring helpful people to me, anyone who can help me out of this hole I've ended up in. Amazingly, as soon as I changed my prayers from, please heal me, to, please help me heal myself, the angels began delivering my messages. One of the friends I had made in Pennsylvania told me about an upcoming retreat she had heard about. A woman she knew was hosting a pilgrimage to Sedona. I don't recall ever hearing about Sedona before this particular conversation. But as soon as I heard that it was a pilgrimage, I just knew I was supposed to go. Something seemed to light up inside of me as I read details about the trip. This was what I needed. This trip was going to change my life, and I knew I had to get there. But how was I going to come up with all of the money? The trip cost $963, which was way more than I had at the time. I hadn't worked much in the past few months, and I was sinking deeply in debt. My health had deteriorated, and I could hardly manage to crawl out of bed some days. I barely had a penny to my name, and my body was falling apart. But for some reason, I just knew Sedona held the answers. I called on the angels and made my request plain and simple. Angels, if I'm supposed to go on this trip to Sedona, please bring me the money. I know you have resources that I could never dream about, so I am leaving it in your hands. That was it. I left it with the angels, and I let it go. About two weeks later, I ran down to check the mail. I lived in a lake community, and everyone's mailboxes were in a central location near the clubhouse, about a mile from my home. I had a stack of bills, as usual, which I tossed to the side for later. It was agony to open my bills, as I knew I was getting farther and farther behind in paying them. Halfway through sorting, I noticed a letter from my insurance company. I wondered what it could be, since I had already sent my payment into them. I opened the letter and pulled out the contents. I couldn't believe my eyes. There in my hand was a check for exactly $963. I am not kidding. I unfolded the letter and read frantically. According to my insurance company, it was some sort of refund. I had overpaid or something. To be honest, I don't remember the exact wording of the letter, just that it was a refund of some sort. I began jumping up and down, thanking the angels. I laughed and danced around as if I had won the lottery. I was thrilled, and I was grateful. I contacted the woman who was hosting the trip to Sedona and secured a spot for the pilgrimage. I knew the angels had arranged everything, and I knew something big was going to happen. The time came for our pilgrimage to begin. 
A small group of us landed in Phoenix where a shuttle was scheduled to pick us up and take us to our final destination. There were about 40 of us who had traveled from all over the world, and most of us had had a very long day, touching down at various airports before finally landing in Phoenix. Some of us had contacted each other before the trip and planned to meet in the baggage claim area. Most of us had never met before, but we felt an instant connection when we laid eyes on each other. We felt like family. We hugged each other as if we'd known each other forever. Once everyone was accounted for, we made our way outside, where we were greeted by a shuttle driver. Paul was going to be taking us on the final leg of our journey to Sedona. Sedona lies about 90 minutes north of Phoenix and is home to some of the most amazing red rock formations I have ever seen. It's also home to a number of vortexes that you just have to experience for yourself. Paul was a jolly older fellow. He was full of stories and jokes and kept laughing the entire trip. Many of us began to share stories about how we had heard about this pilgrimage and how each of us felt drawn to be a part of it. Although everyone had a different reason for being there, we all felt some sort of kinship. We knew that we were supposed to be on this journey together, and we couldn't wait to see what the week would bring. I'm certain none of us felt the magnitude of what was going to happen. It would prove to be one of the most amazing and life-changing weeks of our lives. As our bus pulled into our new home for the week, we all breathed a sigh of relief. Many of us had traveled so far and were ready to have our feet on the ground. The door of the bus opened, and as we stepped out onto the red ground, we felt such a calmness come over us. We had arrived at something amazing, and we could feel the love that surrounded us. We gathered our things and walked toward the main building to check in. As we got close to the entryway, we noticed so many hummingbirds. They were everywhere. They flew all around us, and we all watched in amazement. It was as if they were the welcoming committee coming to say hello. We giggled like little children as they buzzed around our heads. The staff was so kind, helpful, and loving, and seemed so glad to see us, as if they'd been waiting a lifetime for our arrival. They greeted us with hugs and welcomed us into their space. I was already beginning to get filled up with so much love, and the retreat hadn't even started. Thank you, angels, thank you. I really couldn't say it enough. I knew that this was a magical place, and I was grateful for the opportunities that lay ahead of me. After everyone had gotten checked in, my small group of six made our way to our bungalow, where we would be staying for the week. It was a beautiful little orange house with several bedrooms, a living room, and a kitchen. I made my way to the room which I had been assigned, and hanging right above the door was a plaque. Each bedroom had a plaque with a unique name engraved on it. Mine read, The Hawk Room. 
I had no idea at the time that this was actually one of my spirit animal guides making an introduction. My hawk would continue as one of my spirit guides from that day on. We all gathered for a group introduction that evening. We were weathered and worn, but so excited to be together. We sat in a circle, all 40 of us, and introduced ourselves to the group. We were asked to share our names, where we were from, and why we were there. As others in the group shared their stories, my heart began to race. Why am I here, I wondered. I knew that I wanted to learn more about the angels and the afterlife, but I also knew there was a much bigger reason I was sitting in this circle of strangers. As people continued to share their stories, the time had come for me to share mine. I didn't know what I was going to say. I closed my eyes, and I just began to speak. My name's Julia, and I'm from Pennsylvania. I paused for a moment, and before I knew it, the words just came spilling out of my mouth. I'm here because I'm broken. Tears started pouring down my cheeks, and I began sobbing. Until that very moment, I don't think I had realized how truly broken I felt. So many emotions began to come to the surface in those few silent moments. I noticed as other people in the circle began wiping tears from their eyes. Many were nodding their heads as if they understood. The leader of our group spoke up and thanked me for digging deep and being honest. There's probably several of you that can relate to Julia, she said. Several group members nodded their heads again, saying yes. As I gained my composure, I felt like I had just released such a burden. Just saying those words, I'm broken, seemed to release so much that was pent up inside of me. I couldn't believe how much lighter I felt. I felt surrounded by so many angels, and I felt completely loved at that moment. I knew that I was there to heal, and I knew that things would never be the same. The next day, I woke feeling rested and rejuvenated. I made my way to breakfast, where I met with the rest of the group. The menu was organic, vegetarian, and simply amazing. There was an abundance of freshly made pastries, grains, eggs, vegetables, and so many fruits. My body smiled as I filled it up with so many healing foods. The group sat together, talking and laughing about what had happened the night before. I can honestly say that everyone looked completely different. I mean, it was crazy how everyone's energy had shifted in such a short time. Everyone looked brighter and younger, and everyone was glowing. I can only imagine that it had so much to do with what we had tapped into and released the night before. It was apparent that we all had been carrying so many burdens, and the weight of them had literally affected our outward appearances. After breakfast, we all met in one of the larger buildings. It was a beautiful room surrounded with windows that reached from floor to ceiling. 
The sun was shining in, and we enjoyed watching all of the animals playing outside. There were birds, squirrels, and rabbits playing outside, and several butterflies and dragonflies flying about. We sat in a circle and began sharing our experiences of how we were led to being a part of this pilgrimage. Everyone had very different and interesting stories, but it seemed that we all had a common goal to gain a stronger connection with the realms above and open up to all of the possibilities that lay ahead for each and every one of us. Our leader guided us into meditation, where we were able to connect and receive love and guidance. I'm not sure that I received a whole lot of guidance that first time, but I felt completely at peace, something I truly hadn't felt before, at least not on this level. My mind, body, and spirit were completely still, and it was the first time I was able to just be. One of the first exercises we were asked to participate in was to spend a few hours in silence. We were to be completely silent and to spend time alone until our evening meal. Most of us had never done this before, and we giggled at the thought of not talking to anyone for several hours. This simple exercise would prove to be yet another turning point in my life. I'll have to admit, it seemed a bit strange at first. No one talked or really even looked at each other as we passed one another on various trails. It's amazing how much beauty one can notice when spending time in silence. I began to notice so many birds and butterflies. I would sit in silence near the stream behind my little orange house and notice the water flowing over the rocks on a whole new level. It sounded different, louder. It was a cleansing sound, and I envisioned it cleansing my body of any impurities. I walked and walked for what seemed like hours, and I didn't want to stop. The more I walked, the better I felt. The birds singing nearby seemed louder than I had noticed before. I began to notice all sorts of little animals scurrying around me wherever I sat. They weren't scared and seemed more curious than anything. There were bunnies and squirrels playing about, and even a hummingbird that would stop by to visit me several times that day, hovering right in front of my face as if it was trying to tell me something. It was magical, and I found myself engulfed in a state of wonder as I continued my walking meditation. It wasn't long before my inner child, that child inside that had been forgotten about for so long, began to come to the surface once again. That dear, sweet, innocent child who knew that anything and everything was possible came peeking out, and I was so happy to welcome her back. As I walked in silence, noticing all of the beauty around me, I began to feel closer to God. I walked along the trails and hiked some of the hills, taking in all of the magnificence that God had created. I asked God to walk with me and asked him to give me guidance. I felt so loved as I continued and felt that he was walking right beside me. Let me see things through your eyes, I prayed. 
which is something I say even to this day. I began to notice even more butterflies and their intricate colors. I noticed several small angel statues that hadn't caught my eye before and felt the love coming from each of them. It felt as if they were manning their post and keeping a watch on everything, ensuring that everyone felt loved. I noticed the flowers and really began to see their different colors pop. It was as if they all had different personalities, which came through in their individual and unique colors. I passed by some ferns whose branches appeared to be waving in the wind. However, there wasn't a breeze of any kind. They're waving at me, I said to myself. It was as if they were cheering me on. This is how God sees things, I thought to myself. He sees the beauty in everything. I began to notice a bird following me as I walked. He was a small bird with a white breast and black head. I thanked him for appearing to me and thanked him for his beautiful voice as he would chirp in my direction from time to time. After I first noticed him, that little bird continued to follow me for the rest of the afternoon. He was everywhere. He would show up perched in various trees as I hiked the different trails and surrounding hills. He was even waiting on the banister outside of my cabin when I stopped to freshen up. That little bird followed me all day, sharing his beautiful voice with me, and he was always looking right at me while he chirped. Suddenly, something dawned on me. Maybe this little bird was trying to tell me something. Maybe he had a message for me. I had heard about people who were able to communicate with animals, but I would have never thought I would be one of them. I stopped dead in my tracks and looked at the bird, which had just landed in a tree over my left shoulder. He just sat there and looked at me, tilting his little head back and forth. Although it was probably only seconds, it felt like we had stared at each other for several minutes. I finally asked the little bird, what are you trying to tell me? As soon as I had uttered those words, that little bird turned around. He had his back to me now and sat so still. He turned his head and looked back to me as if saying, here's your message. I was instantly drawn to the big V on his back. It was black and quite noticeable as his body was white and light brown in color. As I noticed the V, I instantly heard victory. It was something I heard in my head, but it was as loud as if someone had shouted it at me. Tears began to roll down my face. This was the answer. I knew that God was assuring me that everything was going to be okay. I was headed toward victory, even if I didn't know how I would get there. The amount of love and support I felt at that very moment is hard to put into words. It was as if heaven had come swooping down and embraced me with all its might. I knew that God had heard my prayers and I knew that my miracle was on its way. The week was filled with so many magical things. 
the red rocks of Sedona had very graciously eased me of my burdens. I had released so much that had weighed me down for so long, and I was ready to learn to love myself again. I had forgiven those who had hurt me, and more importantly, I had forgiven myself. I was ready to start a new chapter in my life, one filled with love and compassion. I was hopeful about the future, and I could see a light at the end of the tunnel now. My healing had begun, and I was ready for whatever lay ahead of me. I said goodbye to my new friends, gathered my things, and headed for my flight home. I had left Pennsylvania so broken, but I was returning with a renewed spirit. I made a decision then and there that I would never let myself go to that dark place ever again. Oh, what a wonderful memory. And that was, again, uh, chapter 7 of my book, Stepping into the Light, the miraculous ways that our loved ones, angels, and guides are able to let us know they are near. Um, you can get that on Amazon. You can get it on Barnes & Noble. You also can go to my website, juliatreat.com, if you want to order a signed copy where I provide a channeled message just for you. Now, that was the beginning of my healing journey. I had never communicated with animals before. I had no idea what that trip, that week of my life, I had no idea where that week was going to take me. I attended, I believe, two or three more retreats with my mentor. I worked with my mentor for about five years, something a lot of people don't know. I can't imagine where I'd be without having worked with her for that amount of time, she is what I needed, and God brought her to me at the perfect time. But after attending three or four retreats of hers, I knew it was time for me to start doing the same, running retreats, and taking people to the land of Sedona. You know, there are magical vortexes there. It is not something you can put into words. It is something that one must experience. Everyone who has attended my retreats say it is the trip of a lifetime. I don't take that lightly. That means so much to me. To know that people who have traveled around the world find that spending a week with me in Sedona was the one that changed their life the most. I am so full of love and gratitude and Oh, I just thank God every day that I get to do what I do. But I truly don't believe I would be where I am today if I had not taken that leap of faith so many years ago to the magical healing land of Sedona. I'll be sharing several stories moving forward about my experiences in Sedona. I want to say this, something I was thinking about this morning as I was finishing up the journals for this next retreat. Sometimes we need a change of scenery. We need to go somewhere different to have a different experience, to be able to see things clearly. That was Sedona for me. 
With this ascension process that we are all going through, it is imperative that you guard what you are listening to and watching. Because that, my friend, becomes what you believe. And that which you believe, you will receive. I hope that you enjoyed this podcast. I ask that you leave me some stars and share it with others. Perhaps the message will speak to them as well. If you want to join me in Sedona, just go to my website, juliatreat.com. After running several retreats and receiving the same feedback, I can guarantee that this will be the trip of your lifetime. Sending massive love and blessings your way, the light in me sees the light in you, and it is magnificent. Namaste. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check out the details of my next Sedona retreat, because one week with the right guide in the perfect place can change your life forever. Join me for my next pilgrimage to Sedona and return to light with grace and ease. Save your spot by visiting juliatreat.com.